Hey guys, it's Dr. Delvina, board certified psychiatrist in South Florida. Are you ready to take the couch? Hey, hey, y'all. It's another Sunday night of the Brain Love Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Delvina, board certified psychiatrist in South Florida. And, um, ooh, today is Valentine's Day. Today was Valentine's Day. It's, uh, of course, it's this, a new episode drops every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. So it was Valentine's Day today, but everybody's not having a lovely couple's Valentine's Day. Unfortunately, there are some problems in some homes. And um, tonight, are you ready to take the couch? Are you guys ready to get on my couch and hear from someone who's been DMing me? He's been hitting me up for a couple of months now. We finally were able to um, schedule a time for him to call in and talk about what's going on in his life with his wife. And I wanted to share this phone call because unfortunately there are probably some other folks who are going through the same thing. And um, and I think it's important to, to listen to this gentleman. He's a 35 or 36 year old male who married a young lady who's about six years younger than he is. And they have a pretty jacked up situation. You know, this is not a patient, so I don't have to be clinical with you all. But there's a, a pretty, a pretty uh, challenging situation here. He suspects that she's been cheating on him. And he actually encountered a situation that proved that she's been cheating and hanging out there in those streets. You know what I mean? And he wants to know what he should do. And people are like, oh, man, if she cheats on you, you should leave her. But sometimes it just ain't that easy. You know, and you um, add in the fact that he's got a new diagnosis of a serious medical problem that you'll hear about in this interview. And the fact that they have very limited to poor communication. So check it out. Get on my couch with me and this gentleman so you can hear this dialogue. You might learn just a thing or two. So happy Valentine's Day to those who are celebrating. For me, it's not a big deal. I don't celebrate Valentine's Day. So join me on the couch, y'all. Hey, hey, hey. It's uh, Dr. Delvina. Thanks for calling in to Brain Love. Where are you calling from? Hello. Caller, part of the country. I'm calling from North Carolina. Okay. All right. And so you've been DMing me. You, um, you said you had questions and concerns regarding your wife. Uh, how long have you guys been married? We've been married about four years. Okay. And how long were you together before you tied the knot? Um, we were together for about two, two and a half years before we got married. Okay. And do you guys have children? Yes. Um, I have a stepdaughter and I have, I have a boy and a girl. Okay. Okay. How, how old are the, the two children you guys share? The oldest, the oldest is six, five and four months. Okay. So the six-year-old, that's your stepdaughter? Yes. Okay. 
And then the children, the the two children you have with your wife, you said it's five and six months. Yes. So you guys just had a baby. Wow. Yes. Congrats. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. He he's sitting How? on my lap here now. <laughs> okay. He's he sounds like he's a pretty tame child. That's good. How old are you? I'm 35. And how old is your wife? 29. Okay. All right. Just to keep this anonymous, do not use any names, okay? Don't use your, your wife's name and don't use the children's name. Okay. All right. So um, talk to me. Tell me what's what's going on. What's troubling you? <clears throat> um, just... Uh, just some things that I've seen in the past, you know, um, from, you know, when we was just in a relationship to the marriage, it was this uh, old phone that she had some, some years ago. I had seen some things in it, but it made those things made me upset. But what I seen in, what I seen in the phone after we was married probably would have kept me from marrying her. Um, oh, I had, a. Uh, hold on. Let me, mm-hmm. let me clarify. So she has an old phone and you saw mm-hmm. some things in the phone. How, when did you see them? Did you just see them like recently? And this is stuff from four I years ago. I saw them probably or? three years ago, about three years ago. Okay. So you guys been married, you've been married for four years, but you, you dated for two and a half years. Mm-hmm. So you saw the things in this old phone at the beginning of the marriage, basically. Yes, um, <clears throat> I saw some things in the phone at the beginning at the beginning of the relationship, but I I didn't. I looked in the phone again after we was married, and I seen some things in there that I did not see, and mm-hmm. they were there, but I just didn't look for them. I see. Okay. Did she know that you had her phone or that you were going through her phone? <clears throat> um, I told her when, uh, when I was, when we was, when we was in uh, Texas, I told her and we got into an argument, but those things that was in her phone was the only things were stating that, uh, that she wanted to, <clears throat> that the, these people were just trying to take her out. And just people that she was just socializing with, just having a natural conversation with. I didn't really go and look, but it just it was it was probably two or three people. <clears throat> and it bothered me because I had just got out of a really, really bad relationship, you know. And I wasn't trying to take anything from that bad relationship into the new one. But it's like I'm not trying to do that. But man, I'm I'm talking to this person, and these things that I told him that was being done to me, they did them. And okay. the crazy thing about it is, <clears throat> I look at the messages that was in there, and I look at the dates, and these dates are around the time when I moved moved to to Texas with her. Mm. So I'm sorry. How long after? you saw these things, did you say something to her? So how long had, um, let me start over. How long, how long had you been married when you saw the stuff in the old phone from back in the day? We probably had been married for about a year. 
maybe a little okay. over a year. And so you saw the things in the phone and then you said something to her right away or you waited a few months or a year to say something? To be honest with you, I can't even remember. Um, I know it wasn't, I know I didn't go right to her and tell her because that'll be an epic thing. We don't communicate really well, not the way I think we should anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and that's something I made a note about. You said that you, you guys are texting. You shouldn't, one should never text about something as serious as, as indiscretions. Um, so you don't remember how long after discovering this information. You've been married four years, one year into the marriage, you discovered an old phone. How did you come across her old phone? Um, I found it when we was, um, I think we was moving, we was moving to a smaller, we was moving to a smaller home. Um, and I think I ran across it then and I just, I just turned it on and I just looked in it and I really wasn't really looking for nothing. I was just, you know, just looking. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, um, the, here's here's the thing with that when when I was in uh when I was in Texas and she I had seen that stuff that made me I don't even know why I did that it made me go and start talking to people on but it wasn't I was really talking to people it was people that I already knew and I just talked to them because I just I, I guess I was thinking to myself hey look I ain't gonna be left looking like a fool especially when I've had to do these type of things in every relationship in my entire life. So, sir, were you married when you did that, when you reached out to these people, or was this still during, this was during the marriage? So this was before we, this is before we even got married. I was talking to, talking to people online and stuff like that. And she was okay, saying, get upset. Stop, stop, mm-hmm. stop. So you're going back to the time when you guys were dating. Um, so mm-hmm. why during the time of the courtship, did you seek outside counsel, if you will? Outside, did you seek um, communication and friendship outside of the relationship? Was she doing things at that time as well? Um. Because see, your timeline's not adding up because you're saying that you saw the phone a year into the marriage, but now you're telling me that while you no, guys were recording, you were doing stuff. That's prior to no. you discovering the things in the phone. No, what I had, what I meant was when I first moved to Texas, she had a phone and she always kept, she always kept it um, on the floor and it was beeping. I seen some oh, messages okay. in the phone. Yeah, okay. I seen some messages okay. in the phone when she was, the messages that I seen, the, the other stuff that I seen that really made me upset that's what I, when I looked in the phone again, years later. Okay. All right. So, okay. Mm-hmm. So let's back up. So during the courtship, cause when you moved to Texas, you guys weren't married yet. You said, you told no. me offline that you were living. Um, I think you were in North Carolina or South Carolina. I was in North Carolina then. Okay. She was stationed in Texas. Yes. She told you, Hey, I, I want us to be closer. Is that what she said to you? And that's why you moved to Texas. Yeah, we um we agreed that we wanted to be together and that I wanted to move there and I I just I just did it. Who, I, I didn't ask any was, Whose idea was it for you to move there? Where well, she 
yeah, she mentioned it to me first, but she was she was she wasn't serious. And we talked about it, just joking around about it. And then one day I was like, you know, do you really want to do that? And she was she said, yeah, I went there and visited and she didn't want me to leave. That really made me want to go back and live. But after okay. I went there and visited, I think probably two or three weeks after I had came back to North Carolina, I ended up moving there. Okay. Yeah. You mentioned previously that you pulled everything out of your 401k. You resigned from your job and relocated mm -hmm. to be with your, your lady. So you moved to, mm -hmm. so we're going back guys, listeners, we're going back six and a half years or so, um, or, you know, six years, five years. This is before they got married. They got married four years ago. Keep that in mind. So he's recalling during the courtship when he moved to Texas to be with her, he saw her phone. He saw the phone that she was using at the time and saw some messages in the phone. And so the incident you spoke of first, which occurred one year into your marriage, was you saw the phone again. You saw her, you said you called it the old phone. So a phone she was no longer using, yes. but it was the phone that you found when you guys were moving or relocating. And you saw mm -hmm. additional messages that you had not seen the first time that you looked yes. at her phone, which is which was before you guys got married. Okay, we're good now. Yes. By the way, um, tell me your ages. You're how old? I'm 35 and she's 29. Okay. So at that time, you were in your late 20s and she was like in her early 20s, early to mid 20s. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. So the, so we're going back guys to the courtship. So you're there, you just moved. This is before you guys got right before you got married, the phone was going off. You opened the phone, you saw some stuff that didn't sit right with you. That didn't seem appropriate. And then you decided, well, if she's doing her thing, I'm going to do my thing too. When you started having conversations with women. Yes, basically. Okay. Did she find out about those, those, um, other women? Yes. How did she find out? She went through my phone. Why did she go through your phone? To be honest with you, I don't know. I think that was, I guess it's because when she told me I went through hers, so, <laughs> so I guess that's why she went through mine. Okay. I didn't really so, see, I didn't really give her a reason or anything, but she, she just did. How does she know you went through her phone? You said something to her? Yeah, I said something to her immediately when I was in Texas. Okay. So the first time you, you did that, you said something then. And you guys, yes. that's when she called your mom and said, hey, you can come get him or I'll send him back home. Blah, blah, blah. That's when she had that conversation with your mom. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so you guys made up and you decided to stay. Yes. How much time went by before you got married? after that incident occurred? Um, probably, that's the two years. I proposed to her right before we moved to New York. Okay. So you were there courting and living together and then you proposed and then she got stationed in New York? Yes. Okay. Yeah, we was, guys... uh, we was, I'm sorry. No, you go ahead. Uh, we was probably together probably about, five or six months before I even moved there. And then, because I, my plan was to move there because her daughter, her daughter was, was in North Carolina with her parents. 
she had to come home and have her daughter and she left her daughter when her daughter was probably three weeks old. So she left her daughter at home and I told her, Hey, you know, if I'm coming up there, I'll keep, I'll keep her for you. And that way, when you're in Korea, you can call and talk to her and she'll be here when you get here. That was our plan. But she came home one day and said, Hey, you know, I don't want to reenlist. I want to, I want to make a family. And I was, you know, I was down for whatever she was trying to do. And that's when we, uh, I think like a week later, and when she didn't re-enlist, they gave her orders to go to New York. And I proposed to her, I proposed to her like a week before that. Mm -hmm. And um, and so the the first child that you guys have together, you said is five. So that baby was was um, conceived, born prior to getting married. Yes. Now, did you guys have a good ass conversation about the things that you did about her doing her little stuff on the side, chit chatting, you going in her phone, seeing it, then she uh, sort of tit for tat, then went to your phone and saw some things. Did you guys sit down and duke it out and just talk and just um. have an exchange of words to say to one another, okay, look, let's both cut all of this off. Anything outside of the relationship is a no-go. We're going to cut it off right now. Well, did you call a truce? How did y'all work it out? We never did. And, well, this is how things usually happen. If me and my wife, we, get, we have a conf- confrontation with me and her are arguing. If, if once, once, it seems like once a lot of pressure gets on her, the conversation is over. Like we can't sit here and talk about, Hey, this is what I was wrong about. And this is what you was wrong about. Me and her can't have that conversation. We can talk as long as we're talking about what I did wrong. But when we get to talking about what she did wrong, it's never, it's never mentioned. It's like over the years, the things that I have done wrong, I've heard them so much. It's like I've been reliving it all over. But just recently, that's partially the reason why I called too. I'm just trying to tell you about the things that led up to now because okay. she just recently did this this messaging thing again. And I'm just confused because regardless of whatever we go through here at home, we can talk about those things. But... I go on your Facebook and I see on your Facebook where you're talking about being intimate. You're talking about being intimate with a person. You're talking about you don't just wanna you don't just wanna hang with this person, you wanna be intimate with them. And me and you are in here drinking wine and we're on good terms and you're messaging a whole nother person saying that you're thinking about them and you thought about them. And we're on good terms. And this was just like a month ago. Mm-hmm. A little bit a little bit before Christmas. And see, it's a pattern with it. The stuff that I seen inside of the phone after we was married, she was telling this guy that she was dreaming about him. And I was laying right next to her in the bed. He was sending her pictures. She was sending him pictures. You know, they was, they was, they was having conversations about sex. You know, and she told me she never slept with this guy. But when I moved to Texas, she was having a real hard time and telling me where she, want, where she, want, where she was going. Um, it's just like, she just, it's like the things that it's things that single people do. 
is when you're in a relationship with someone, especially in marriage, you always got to think about the individual, even if they're not there. I'm not going to just, mm-hmm. I'm not going to just go somewhere and say, um, I'm a, I'm, I'm going to just let you know when I get there, I try my best to, Hey, look, I'm going such and such. When I get there, I try to let you know, Hey, I'm here. I'll be home in a few. It's that's how you build trust with each other. But that stuff has been broken because over the years up to now, I have seen different guys. Like we just went to my, we just went to my parents, my parents' house about a, uh, about a week ago, my mom had a heart attack. So we took the kids down there. I went down there to see my mom. She was messaging a whole guy there saying that she liked his outfit, sending him heart eyes and everything. And then you don't want to be friends with me on Facebook, but all of this, all of the bashing you did to me, talking about the things I have done. And I could be a man about it and say, hey, I did those things and I'm wrong. But not once have you ever caught me talking about being intimate with a woman. You caught me telling a woman that she was beautiful. <laughs> That's it. Mm-hmm. You, I'm telling her that she looked nice. But not once have I exchanged numbers. Not once have I talked about being intimate with this person. This individual you work with, you work with this guy. And then it's like everything is just all good. We don't talk about it anymore. And she told me that she she hopes that I hurt. She hopes that it makes me feel bad because of how I made her feel when she was pregnant with uh with our last one. It ain't that I made make made her feel bad. This is my wife. She suffered. My wife suffers from PTSD herself from her childhood. So mm-hmm. she really don't be realizing. She don't. She really don't realize like the things that I see. Like she don't have a rational mind. Sometimes she don't think rational. Like okay, if I'm mad with you, I'm not gonna get in my car at two o'clock in the morning and drive two hours home when it's you're in the country area and it's deer and you have your kids. That's not rational thinking. I don't care how mad I am. I am not putting my kids' lives in danger just to do something like that. I'll wait to the daylight, then I'll do it. But she'll do that stuff. When she gets upset, I've, I've dealt with times, and it just makes me think that these times that she went and got hotel rooms and took the kids, or around the time she was talking to that guy, you know, and then she came to me one day and told me that I gave her trichomosis. And I went to the doctor and got tested for it, and I didn't have it. She did. Oh, boy. Okay, let me stop you right there. This is one day during the marriage? Yes, this is, this is like, oh. before my son was born. She was oh, talking gosh. to the guy before my son was born. Mm. You know what? You, you married someone who is, and, and so I'm sure you have your flaws as well. And I think, yeah, I do. Well, see, she was in a just, bad marriage. She was married before me. Yeah. From just talking to you, I, I feel like you were really looking for someone to be down for you. You really wanted a relationship to just be with one woman and to be faithful in your marriage and to just make things happen the way that they're meant to be for a man and a wife, a man and a woman, a husband and a wife. That's what it sounds like to me. Yeah. And I don't think I you want were to. expecting. <clears throat> You were expecting the thing, the the situation to unfold the way that it did, meaning going there, finding stuff in her phone, seeing that she was doing other things on the side. You know, oft, oftentimes when people are just dating, we know that people may still maintain communication lines with other people. 
But when you guys decide, let's do this for real, it's just going to be the two of us. That's when both parties should cut off all communication. If you know someone likes you and they want to be with you, you shouldn't be hanging out with them. You shouldn't communicate with them because they have a, a, an agenda. Um, so it sounds like to me, you guys, you moved there. You were in a serious relationship because you live together. So clearly that's a serious relationship. And she didn't cut off. She didn't cut off uh, communication with these other folks. Um, and it sounds like she liked being intimate with other people. And she continued to like that and indulge in that up until recent. Because for her to, your son is six months old. So if this happened before the, your, your son was born, this was just like a year, year and a half ago that she was sleeping with someone else. So it sounds like to me, my hunch is that she's always been dealing in other relationships on and off. And you see the proof because you've seen the messages, you've seen the inappropriate communication. You know, people will say, I'm just sexting. I'm just doing this because I like the attention. That is a problem. No, it, just, can't, it can't be yeah, written off for it, that reason. That is a problem to because me, you not be seeking attention outside of your relationship, outside of your marriage. To me, I believe that people, all people work the same. You are not entertaining you are not entertaining people that much or that friendly that much unless two things you're with you like you it's just one thing like you you are making yourself available or you're showing people that you are available i've seen she's she told some guy that he was he should be a model exchange numbers you know like i have done stuff too and i am not innocent you know and i'm not proud of the things i did but for me to get bashed for so many years and you've been doing all of this stuff. Right. Yeah. Now, have you guys sat down and talked about this? Have you said to her, you've been throwing everything <clears throat> I've done in my face and all along you've been doing the same exact thing. Have you had that conversation face to face? But you're saying when you try to talk to her, she gets angry when it, when you turn the conversation to her, she can't manage her emotions to discuss herself well, and her in the relationship and her indiscrepancies. What she does, what she does, doctor, is, okay, I got diagnosed with multiple sclerosis last June. So mm -hmm. I have lesions on my brain. So I have a, a problem with like short-term memory. And if I'm, if I'm in, in, engaging in a conversation and I get any type of anxiety or if I'm feeling like I can't get it out, I'll forget it. I could literally forget my whole chain of thought. And I've, you know, I misplaced things and stuff like that. And I try to talk to her and I tell her when me and her are having a conversation and I'm trying to, if I'm frustrated, I'm already frustrated. So I'll have anxiety. And that's what makes us fuss a lot too, because I get mad and now I'm in defense mode because I have anxiety because she don't want to listen to me. You're cutting me off when I'm trying to talk to you. I'm 35 years old. It's just that a lot of things that I've dealt with from my wife, I dealt with way before I met her, you know, mm -hmm. and I kind of feel like I'm living in my past because mm -hmm. I just want to go to work. I want to come home. I want to, my wife doesn't even have to have me. A me I love to cook. I don't mind cooking, but help me clean up. Don't just sit there on your phone. Play, play Barbie yeah. doll with your kids. Comb and brush your daughter's hair. Get off that phone. Yeah, your wife. That's all she does. Uh, very immature. 
She sounds immature. She sounds selfish. Um, and you know, I'm. It's it's more to raising kids. Okay, but you're, my wife is mm-hmm. she she is way better with money than I am. Now I have misused money since me and her have been together, and it's almost ended our marriage. I have done that. I don't have no problem with admitting the things I've done wrong. I have no problem with that. I'm man enough to do them. I'm man enough to admit to them. I have no problem with that. But you have to do the same thing. Yeah. We are married. Mm-hmm. If I come home and I'm cooking, you should not be on the phone. You should be asking how you, we can help get everything done. If, yeah. if I say, hey, babe, look, you wash clothes this week. I'm going to wash clothes next week. You should wash clothes this week. You shouldn't let them sit there to Sunday or just let them just sit there because guess what? I have to go to work. I need stuff to be washed. And then when I get, I get, when I have OCD too. So when things get out of, my car has been broke down for four months. That one thing has threw my whole life off. Like, and I'm already dealing with that. And then my wife, I get up and get ready, but now I have to get up and get ready with her and the kids when I leave before them. So I'm late to work every day because we have to drop the kids off which I don't mind doing that. But I try to tell my wife, I have multiple sclerosis. I deal with fatigue. The medicine and stuff, the, the, the um, infusions that I take last six months, I get them every six months. They make me fatigue. When the disease already makes me fatigue, I literally can be sitting, <laughs> I could be sitting in the living room having a full conversation with you and I doze right off. <laughs> and I don't remember stuff. Like right before I go to sleep, I don't remember. So she gets upset with me because I don't get up. I don't hear, the, hear my son and I don't hear the babies and stuff like that. I may be guilty of that, doctor, but this is the thing. I make up for it when my eyes are open. You don't right. see that. I, I, I wash dishes. I clean up. I fold clothes. I will, I, will, I will fix my little girl's hair. But I say, hey, I'm in here washing dishes. I'm in here trying to keep the house, doing things that you're supposed to do to keep the house by myself. I can't do those things. It's a lot to keep a home. I can't mm-hmm. do all of those things and do my little girl's hair and cook and take the dog out. <laughs> I can't do all of that stuff. You think mm-hmm. that you're doing a lot because you just go to work and you come home and you're helping the kids with their homework and you have homework to do yourself. I mean, that may be a lot, but you ain't thinking about all of the chores that it is around a home. Mm-hmm. I do not want to go and get a three hundred or four hundred thousand dollar house with you, and you don't know how to keep it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying so... to teach her these things because she don't know them, but she don't want to learn them. She gets upset and defensive when I'm sure I'm I'm your husband. If you don't know these things, I'm trying to teach it to you. Well, uh, here's here's <laughs> first recommendation: don't have any more kids together. Because I think unless she is able to admit her wrongs and admit her part in the relationship, this is not going to get any better. And you guys really need to go to couples therapy so that someone can talk to her and help her to learn and embrace the role that she's playing in the relationship, the broken role that she plays in the relationship, as well as, you know, determining what she's doing that's positive. But no one is perfect, as you said, we all have our issues. And even couples who have what seems to be the perfect marriage from time to time, they too dip in and go to therapy 
because no one is perfect. And so yeah, she, need, she, she goes to therapy. You guys <laughs> she, need to be does, in therapy. She does therapy. I, I'm, 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 I'm so glad to, to hear that she's in psych, individual psychotherapy, but you guys need to be mm-hmm. in therapy together. And if she's not able yeah. to give you that, then I think the relationship is probably over. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's listeners who sing when you told us about her coming home with that sexually transmitted disease. Trick is a sexually transmitted disease. Don't let anybody tell you anything other than that. You don't get it from sitting mm-hmm. in the toilet. You don't get it from uh, wearing panties that you haven't watch, washed yet. You get it from sex. So she acquired trichomoniasis from a person or trichomonas vaginalis is a disease that you get sexually. So if you were negative, then that means she cheated. She had sex. She engaged in sexual activity with a partner and that partner gave her trick short for trichomoniasis. So that would have been a showstopper for a lot of people. You got to decide what's the showstopper for you. What thing is a non-negotiable in your relationship? If she cheats and gets pregnant by someone else, you know, is that a non-negotiable for you? Are you sure the six month old is your baby? That's another question. You if know, she's that, outside of the marriage, that, you may want to get a paternity test. Yeah, that hurt me. And I, I thought about that. But then, see, this might sound kind of crazy, but uh, our genes in, in my side of the family run really, really hard. You can look at a picture of Jaida, which I know that she's mine because she was stationed in New York then. And we was living together and, you know, really wasn't anywhere to go because of how it is there, the weather and six feet of snow. Um, Jaida actually is identical to um, um, my son. Um, My son is identical. He's like, (laughs) if you look at him, he's five months now, almost six. If you look at the pictures of him now and look at the pictures of my my five-year-old, they look almost identical. It's just you can look in her face and see that she's more feminine than he is. You know, he's a little more masculine. But you, they look just alike. But that still bothered me for a long time. It, it, it did. <clears throat> and now I'm in this. I'm in this thing where I get. I don't know if it's stress. Um, where I get, I have you know these crazy thoughts like something is going to happen to me or I'm going to die. And then I'll be having these thoughts and stuff about my past, like my childhood and stuff. And they be the good, they be the good things. And I don't know, I guess it's because things were so much better back then. A lot of mm-hmm. things that I've been through in my life, you know, I'm fortunate. I'm a black man and I have never, ever been in any trouble in my life. Um, I'm very fortunate with it. I have, I had good parents that kept me out of trouble, you know, and that's the way I want my son to be. And I have really good I have really good role models too. My mom had five brothers and three of them are military and two of them are retired and one stays in Germany. He retired and stayed in Germany. So I've had really good role models. That's I mean, I fell off of the I fell off fell off for a long time because of what I attach myself to. I attach myself to things that my parents didn't teach me to attach myself to. I attached myself to weed. I was smoking a lot of weed. I was drinking a lot, hanging out a lot. And that, I guess that's what put, took me in that, to that type of female. 
And mm-hmm. I used to mess with those type of females. And every the, I, the, where I had moved to, when I moved back home, the way I was when I was there, I brought it back home. with me. And it just took me through a whole lot of, you know, I've seen people kill. You know, I've been shot. Um, I've seen um, people get stabbed. I've seen this stuff is here. This is at clubs and stuff like that I've been to. I've, and then it just make my nerves. And I, I deal with my hands and stuff shaking all the time. I have bad nerves, really bad. I don't like people standing behind me. And then I'm trying to, I'm trying to, to deal with all of this stuff and be with my wife and all of this stuff is going on and trying to keep me from going crazy. Like I, like my cars broke down and that was like my outlet. I can go get in my car. I can go ride, listen to some music. I can smoke me a cigarette and I'm fine. But now I just have to stay here because when we get upset with each other, she ain't going to let me use a car. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so check I'm this out. Stuck in it. So I hear you when you say your kids look like one another. If what you see is mm-hmm. really her genes dominating, and they may be her genes dominating and the kids resemble one another. I suggest that you, are you seeing a a mental health professional? Do you see a psychiatrist or a therapist also for yourself? Hello? I need to, I need to be doing that. Okay. So you're not seeing anyone yet? No, I'm not. Yeah. So I I suggest you get into, into therapy because you have a lot of anxiety um, you've been traumatized. Yeah, I really do. You have things from your past that have traumatized you. So you do your individual healing. You do the work individually, and then start talking to her about you know. Let her know I'm gonna I'm gonna start uh, mental health treatment as well, and eventually it's a. I think it'll be a good idea for the two of us to see a couples therapist together. That we should mm-hmm. that we see someone together, but start with your own healing first. Um, you guys do have to have a conversation though, about calling a truce at some point and being open and honest with one another, ask her if she wants to be in a marriage, if she doesn't want to be in a marriage. And the thing is your proof is she came home with a sexually transmitted disease. That's disrespectful. That's very disrespectful. That means she told me that it makes up her paperwork. (laughs) No, she's, she's lying to you. This lady is a liar. Your wife is a liar. She's a cheater. She has a lot of stuff going on inside of her brain. So I hope the therapist she's seeing is a competent therapist and who can peel back all of these layers that she has. She has a lot of layers. She has a lot of issues. You have issues as well, but she has a lot of issues. So if you want to be in the marriage, you guys have to call a truce regarding everything that has happened up until now. And moving forward, there has to be honesty. You have to be able to be honest with, open and honest with one another and trust one another. You have to be able to trust her like you can trust her. And you guys got to set rules for the home and how to manage the home. It sounds like she's not holding up to her end of the deals when she's supposed to do the things she's supposed to do around the house. She's not doing those things. So this is why I recommend couples therapy because someone needs to jump in there and help you guys navigate yeah. and help you, the two of you hold one another accountable and to help you guys understand what things you should be compromising on 
it sounds like she's not giving, she's not compromising when it comes to your disease. You have MS and it's true. People with MS can get tired easily. The medication you take can make you tired. So that's, that's not bull crap. That is absolutely true. I would suggest to you also, besides the individual treatment for yourself, that you get a journal. If you don't want to get a journal, you write in that you take notes in your phone to keep track of things. So that way, when you, you forget something, you can open your notebook or your journal and see exactly what you need to know. You may have to start doing things like that um, to help with the recall, with the memory recall. So, you know, that's pretty much um, how, how I um, would like to lead you in your, in your relationship is that you get into individual treatment and that um, you have a conversation with her and just ask her plainly, do you want to be in this marriage? Do you want this marriage? And if she says yes, then as you tell her, the non-negotiable is that you go to couples counseling, couples therapy. Okay. Yeah. I really would I really would love that because I'm I'm not asking much. Um I just to me I believe that there is a way a household should be ran. I honestly believe that a man should run the household. I believe that. And I'm not trying to control her money. I'm not trying to tell her what what she could buy, what she can't buy. I'm not trying to do any of that. The only thing I want my wife to do is to help. If you see me in this house and you see me cooking and I'm washing dishes at the same time, you should come over and say, hey, babe, go ahead and cook and I'll take care of the dishes, not just sit there on your phone. Or if you hear me, if you hear me fussing at the kids and I'm trying to discipline them, come co-parent with me, jump in with me, because a lot of things that they do is stuff that you do. Yeah. I, I really think by her actions that she has, she doesn't have any interest in the marriage. Um, and that's why she behaves the way that she does. Actions speak louder than words. So I think you really do have to have that conversation with her and ask her if she wants the marriage or not. And when she says no, then you guys think of a way to, to separate and take care of those kids. Because your situation, yeah. I don't know how long you'll be waiting for her to mature and and become committed to you and to loving you and loving the kids and loving you and loving the household and, and love being a wife. So I hate that it happened to you, um, but you don't have to continue and be in this situation. You don't have to stay in the situation. You guys can have a, a cordial conversation and just, and agree to some things. But I really do thank you yeah. for uh, calling in and um, seeking counsel. It's not professional advice because you're not my patient, um, you know. But this, these types of calls help other people who may be enduring and suffering with the same situation. So best of luck to you and also to your to your bride, to your wife. Okay. Thank you. You're very welcome. And if um, you can't, if you need assistance finding uh, a mental health professional in North Carolina, um, I'll, I'll DM you some information. Just let me know. Probably the easiest way 
is to contact your health insurance company, go on their website and put in your zip code and they should give you a list of providers. I would recommend you okay. start with a psychiatrist because a psychiatrist um, like myself, they're a physician, they can conduct psychotherapy, but mainly they can also prescribe medications if it's indicated. Go to a good psychiatrist. For check anxiety. Out the, yeah, for anxiety. Check out the ratings, okay. um, you know, on Google. Um, see if they have a website. Call, make an appointment. If you sit down and in less than 15 minutes, they're writing you a prescription to just say, no, thank you. I, I'm not. Hello. Coming. Yes. Can you hear me? Oh. Yeah, I, my phone was losing signal. Oh, I said. If you go to the appointment and you sit down and less than 15 minutes into the appointment, they're trying to write you a prescription, tell them, no, thank you. And I'm, I'm, I won't be back because it should take at least 30 to 45 minutes of gathering your history and hearing from you before determining what type of medication to start you on. Okay. All right. So DM me if you have any questions right. or you need some guidance with the situation. Okay. Okay, thank you. You're very welcome, sir. Best of luck to you. Well, y'all, it's been another episode of the Brain Love Podcast. And this one was, ouch. This one kind of, you know, I was a little moved by the situation because I get it. People... I wanted to say people want to find a relationship and jump in and be in that relationship, but I just feel like both parties in this situation, and granted, this is limited information because, again, as I said during the interview, I'm going off of just his side of the story. So it makes you wonder what this young lady would say if I were to interview her. What would she say about him? And he has said that, his MS, sometimes he sleeps through the baby crying and he can't remember certain things and he admits that, um, whatever, you guys heard him in the interview. There's always three sides to a story, though. But what I can tell you about a relationship is that both parties have to humble themselves and forgiveness is essential. Forgiveness is of the utmost importance in a relationship because no one is perfect and people make mistakes and if you can't forgive him because he didn't wake up to the baby crying and so because of that you want to use that as an excuse to do something that you know is inappropriate or or against your vows then then that's not right or if you guys are not able to communicate and just be open and honest with one another about how you really feel the relationship will never work out. And that's why I explained to him, get in psychotherapy, have a therapist guide you guys through, teach you some things, help you to understand how to manage this relationship. People will begin a relationship with another person and not even understand themselves. And I feel like he really didn't understand himself and she didn't understand herself either. So she's in individual therapy, and I suggested to him the same to get into treatment. And I really hope that they can find themselves and they can agree to love their children and raise their children and, and, and call a truce. When people call a truce and just agree to start over, 
It can really, really feel good to you. It doesn't have to be all this hassle and stress and uneasiness. It can really be a great thing. So I want them to call this truce if she wants to be in the marriage. It sounds like to me he wants to be in the marriage. He wants to take care of his children, the five-year-old and the the almost six-month-old. He quit his job and moved to Texas to be with her. Why she was still dealing with other people, I don't know. I don't know. And the fact that she evidently stepped outside of the relationship and and acquired a sexually sexually transmitted disease, trichomoniasis, and then told him, oh, the doctor mixed up the test. All of these things are red flags. If you have not heard my episode on red flags, which we didn't really delve into red flags for folks who were in a relationship. We just talked about red flags for people who are courting and dating. But that's a red flag, man. If your significant other, your wife, your husband, your girlfriend or boyfriend comes down with a sexually transmitted disease and you're negative, then that obviously means that person stepped outside of the relationship, clearly. So anyhow, guys, remember what I, I tell you about brain love. you got to have balance, right? And all those other things. So if you listen to the end of this episode, you'll hear everything that I say about brain love and what it means and how to live life and how to understand ourselves. So I really appreciate you joining me on the couch tonight. Thank you so much. Thank you, actually, for every Sunday that you join me on the couch and listen to another new episode of the Brain Love Podcast. We're almost at a one-year anniversary. Woo! Tomorrow will come, and boy, I can't wait. It's almost the anniversary, so I got to start thinking about what will I do? What will I plan to commemorate this one-year anniversary of my podcast? I'm really enjoying what I'm doing. Um, so anyhow... It's, um, it's been another episode of the Brain Love Podcast. If you're listening and you'd like to come on and share your story, please send me an email, info, I-N-F-O, at Dr. Delvina, which is not doctor spelled out, but abbreviated D-R, D as in Delta, E-L, V as in Victor, E-N-A, dot help. So info at D-R, Delvina, spelled D as in Delta, E-L, V as in Victor, E-N-A, dot help, H-E-L-P. And remember, doctor is not spelled out. It's just D-R. And you can hit me up on my social media pages. I'm on Instagram as Dr. Delvina, D-R, D-E-L-V-E-N-A, on Facebook as the same. And I have a YouTube channel as well. It is Dr. Delvina Thomas. Doctor is never spelled out. It's always D-R. And on YouTube, a period, and then Delvina Thomas. And Delvina is spelled with no I's, two E's and an A, so D-E-L, V as in Victor, E-N-A. If you haven't subscribed to the Brain Love Podcast, I would really appreciate it if you would just hit that subscribe. And if you don't mind when you have a moment or a chance, if you're not driving, go on to iHeartRadio, go on to Spotify, go on to Apple, go on to Google, and subscribe to the podcast. I really would appreciate it. I'm a black-owned, woman-owned, veteran-owned business, and I appreciate your subscription. And if you follow me on social media, I am grateful for that too. Listen, this Thursday, February 18th, we have a great show on my Therapy Thursday coming on YouTube and also my Facebook channel. You guys know that I do a Therapy Thursday 
um, on Thursday nights on YouTube and on on Facebook. And this Thursday, we're talking The Purge. And I have guests coming on. So you don't want to miss this. It's usually at 8 p.m., but this Thursday, it's at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So please join us on my Facebook page, Dr. Delvina, which is DR, period, or dot. Then D as in Delta, E-L-V as in Victor, E-N-A. And it's on YouTube as well, Dr. Delvina Thomas. All right. And if you Google me, trust me, you will find my social media links. Thanks, guys. Thank you for joining me on the couch. It has been a pleasure. I love you all. Remember, love and kindness, that's all we need. That's all we need, man. And that will set the stage and everything will just be all right. It's the end of an episode. Thank you guys for joining me on my couch. It's been a pleasure. It's Dr. Delvina. Remember, every day you must have brain love. Balance. You can't have all work and no play, and you can't have all play and no work. Reframe. Reframe your negative thinking. Think positively. Avoid negative people. Inside, everything you need It's inside of you. Look inside yourself. Needs. Know your needs. Your needs come first, not everyone else's. Limitations. Limit your expectations of yourself. Ownership. Own your mistakes. Learn from them and move on. Vengeance is not yours. It's the Lord's. Express yourself. Every day, meaningful communication. Don't go to bed angry. And that's been my show, guys. Brain love. These days, it's harder than ever to stand out from the crowd. And it's even harder to get paid for the work you put online. Luckily, there's a new way to put your work out into the world. It's called Discovered. Discovered is a new digital platform and social network where creatives share their projects to new audiences and earn more money from their work than any other platform. Ready to get out there? Visit discovered.tv today.